there is a change in state law regarding kindergarten starting age. We've got two people to talk about that this morning in the form of Kate McCoy, principal Mansfield Elementary School, and Dr. Shamim Patwa, director of student support services in the Mansfield Public Schools. Good morning to both of you, both of you talking about this issue of the change in state law regarding kindergarten starting age. Tell me about yourself and your background with Mansfield Public Schools and the Department of Student Support Services you lead, Dr. Padua. Good morning, Wayne. Thank you so much for having us on your show. I have been working with the Mansfield Public Schools since 2013, first as a school psychologist and then became Director of Student Support Services in 2017. The Student Support Services Department is responsible for many aspects of student needs, uh, for most of which is providing special education services throughout the district and also supporting the needs in our integrated pre-kindergarten program. And Kate McCoy, you're new to Mansfield Public Schools and your role of principal at Mansfield Elementary. Tell me a little about yourself. Good morning. Yes, thank you for having me. I am Mansfield Elementary School principal. I joined the team in July of this year. It is about my 20th year of education, and I taught at the elementary and middle school level prior to going on to both building leadership and most recently district leadership. But coming back to a building was a priority for me, and Mansfield Elementary School is the perfect place for me to be able to do that work. And Kate, I've got to ask, what are some of your favorite things about that brand new facility? That is hard to choose. It is one of the most beautiful school buildings I have ever been in. And every time I get to give a tour to someone, they are really inspired by our spaces. We have learning spaces inside classrooms, in breakout spaces, and outdoor classrooms that really allow us to be innovative in how we teach our young scholars. And how are your staff and students settling into their new school building? We are really enjoying it. This is our first full year. Last week we celebrated our 100th day, and there was just an energy throughout the building that tells you that we're becoming one Mansfield Elementary School and that we are looking forward to now some snow so that we can get out and actually enjoy our outdoor area. One of the unique things we offer here is our PE program has our students learn cross-country skiing, and so there's an excitement with the possibility to get to do that this week. That's awesome. We're here today to talk about changes to the school starting age. I understand the state has changed the official age when students can start kindergarten in public schools. Dr. Patwa, give me some overview of this change. Yes. Um, so Connecticut was one of a handful of states that had a kindergarten age that essentially allowed four-year-olds to enter kindergarten in the beginning of the school year. This summer, Public Act 23208 changed this cutoff date from January 1st to September 1st, effective July 1st of 2024. This means that a child who has not reached the age of five by September 1st, 2024 of the school year will not be able to attend kindergarten. And the actual legislative language, let me read it here, an act making certain revisions to the education statutes. The summary says this section replaces section three, blah, blah, blah. A child who has not reached the age of five on or before the first day of September of the school year may be admitted, one, 
upon a written request by the parent or guardian of such child to the principal of the school in which such child would be enrolled, and two, following an assessment of such child conducted by such principal and appropriate certified staff member of the school to ensure that admitting such child is developmentally appropriate, the effective date will be July 1st, 2024. Kate, do you think this is a positive change for students? Absolutely. Uh, I believe the data supports this. We see the performance of the younger age students, what we affectionately call our Burr babies, the children born in September, October, November, and December, underperforms their peers at several different, different intersections along the way. However, as a parent of a Burr baby, the other impact is that we will no longer be sending 17-year-olds to college. So I look at this both at the kindergarten level and then all of the points along the way, and we are one of the last states to make this change. I see it as a very valuable and important part of how we adjust our educational landscape, period. However, that we know it is also an impact for families right now. Shameen, for those of us who do not have students in schools, can you tell us what the options have been up to now for families with a three- or four-year-old and how they typically have stepped into public school life? Um, and districts vary, but up until this new legislation, families in Connecticut were able to send their three- and four-year-olds to private child care programs or to a pre-kindergarten program at their public school as space allows. In addition, public schools are also responsible for providing programming for three, any three or four-year-old who qualifies for special education services. And these students typically come to the school district through the um, state's birth to three system. So um, schools are notified prior to their third birthday and um, then we take a closer look at um, their needs. So, in other words, a student may have been in a pre-K program, private or through a school district, for two years, expecting to move into kindergarten this year, but now there might be a third year of pre-K? What are those implications? Well, as you can imagine, and what we've heard from our parents um, and our families is that the biggest impact for our families is the financial implication of having to bridge an additional unexpected year. This impacts the families that currently send their child to a private program, as well as students in the public school setting, since many of those pre-K programs are half-day programs. So I, the biggest issue really is the, um, the financial burden on families, also the unexpected nature of this. And then uh, how do we program for a third year in a, in a similar program? So, Kate, how is Mansfield handling this, and what choices do families have? Sure. One of the things we did here in Mansfield is we convened a task force uh, in July to start looking at what the options were and work collaboratively with all of our child care partners in the area and came forward with what we believe is the plan to serve our families. Interestingly enough, in our pre-K program, we had 20 children impacted by this new legislation. So 20 of our students in our half-day pre-K program would, would fall as these Burr babies. So what we've decided to do is collapse two of our half-day programs and open a full-day pre-K with priority for these students. 
This pre-K program will be more robust than our half-day program. It will mirror our typical school day. It will, however, still be a play-based program that is focusing on the standards for pre-K, not for kindergarten. Again, priority placement is for the students in our program. Should they not choose to have that, we will open those spaces to other Burr babies in the community. And again, we also are still offering our half-day pre-K program. And that legislative language that I read a moment ago, part two said, after an assessment of such child conducted by such principal and an appropriate certified staff member of the school. Kate, you're the principal at Mansfield Elementary School. I'm curious, what goes into that assessment of each child? Sure. We've had a long conversation about that, and we do believe our experts um, are in the building, so we're partnering with our kindergarten teachers to identify what are those skills, not just academic, but social-emotional, to ensure that should a family ask for a waiver, that their child is ready for the demands of kindergarten. And so these will look at things, um, yes, academic, their ability to recognize letters, numbers, and early reading and early numeracy skills but also how are they adjusting to the demands and the rigor of being in a full-day K program, and what are their responses to some of those challenges? Dr. Powell, would you be involved in that assessment as well? Yes, absolutely. We're looking at, as we do in Mansfield, the whole child. So it's not just about academic levels, but how do they handle things such as frustration tolerance or independence level, what we've seen in the past is the range in a kindergarten program, if you've got four-year-olds to six-year-olds, there's a vast difference developmentally. And we will be looking at um, components of that to see where we are. This sounds kind of crazy, but I'm wondering if it's true that you've got a kid that's between four and five years old, and the parent wants that child to go into kindergarten. Can the parent prepare that child for the assessment of the principal and the appropriate certified staff member like you, Dr. Patwa? Is, are there things that families are doing so that they have a better outcome of that assessment? Well, uh, of course, we never advocate teaching to the test, um, but I think that families know their child and they know their child's needs. So it's more about trusting the process and uh, having a relationship with their school, thinking bigger picture. And so there isn't a formal assessment at this point. It is going to be a number of uh, things. And so I would say there is no preset, you know, quizzing of your child or having them ready. It's more about knowing who your child is and what your needs are. Are the parents present during this assessment? For some aspects of it, I would say they will be present. We do want to see a, a certain level of independent functioning, though. So that will mean separating from your family for a little bit of time, as we do in our kindergarten program orientation programs, too. It's the same kind of model. Kate, I think we touched on this a little bit a moment ago, but just in general, from the feedback that you've gotten from the Mansfield community and the parents of students who will be entering kindergarten at Mansfield Elementary School, is it primarily a positive response, or have you had people that don't like this concept? 
We have been overwhelmingly positive uh, responses, particularly in the number of choices that we've provided, but also in our presenting of the information and sharing with families the scope of while this looks like a decision that's right in front of them, and we know the financial impacts, that it's a much broader decision about not just kindergarten, but the entire scope of a student's educational uh, career. For that, the response has been very positive. We, the majority of our families, when offered the full-day pre-K program, overwhelmingly said yes. If the child fails the assessment, are there programs in place to maybe get them up to speed so they would pass it later on? Well, in this case, if a, student, if a family asks for the waiver and is assessed and is not selected to move forward, we still have our half-day pre-K program, and our providers in the area also have robust programs for four-year-olds, knowing no matter what, next year they would be at the kinder, appropriate age to enter kindergarten. So, Shamim, I assume that all school districts are struggling with providing families the right options now? Absolutely. All districts are looking to provide a range of options for their students and their families. We all recognize that this is a big change and are exploring a menu of options to help bridge this year. Some of these options, as you've heard, is including a full-day pre-K program or creating a full-day pre-K program for a transitional year for students who would have attended kindergarten before this change, as well as looking at the waiver process that you mentioned for those families who want to move forward with sending their child to kindergarten, even though they do not meet the age requirement. This is a fluid process, but one that really has, at any district, the child at the center of this process. So for both of you, what is your advice for parents who are weighing all their options? Kate? Sure. I would say at this point to look at not just right now, but look at the entire scope. Again, look at where this child's readiness might be when they enter middle school or high school or college. And most importantly, partner with your school to have that conversation. I have explained to the families, I'm happy to sit down with them and talk through any of the options in greater detail, despite the two meetings we've had. So I would suggest that for all families that they are connecting with their school to have that conversation as well. And Shamim? I would add that you really want to think for each family, think about what your child's needs are and what do you want out of a kindergarten program if you were to, you know, think about that waiver process. While you're thinking about that waiver process, think about whether you can achieve your needs for your child, your hopes and wishes in their current program in a more developmentally appropriate way. These are dialogues that are, as Kate said, best done reaching out to the principal of the school, uh, thinking about uh, other people that are involved with your child's care, and really making thoughtful decisions. Kate, I'm just kind of curious. It's been a while since I've seen a kindergarten class, (laughs) long time. What goes on in kindergarten these days? How do you prepare them developmentally, academically, for what they're about to find later on in their educational process. Sure. So we can talk, the the academic rigors of kindergarten have changed. I can share an example just last week to celebrate the 100th day. Our kindergartners read 100 CBC words, and those are consonant, vowel consonants, so hat, mat, bat, 100 words in the middle of a kindergarten year. In kindergarten, I have several students who will come and read me a story that they've just accomplished. 
But most importantly, one of the focuses here at MES is on play-based learning and making sure that we incorporate that into our early grades, as we know that is developmentally appropriate. And it is backed by research that students learn through play, and we've gotten away from that. So we're really trying to bring that back into our classrooms. And I'm big into math. What kind of, well, they call it math now. When I was in kindergarten, I guess it was arithmetic. But what kind of mathematics exposure are they getting at that level? Sure. So we have all sorts of uh, numeracy lessons. Students are doing early math problems. And to share that same idea of play, we have our kindergarten teachers have play-based math centers where they'll do things that are anything from bowling in order to improve their counting um, and creating number lines through that process. But it is also a program that embraces science and inquiry. So we do cover all areas of our academic core programming in kindergarten. And what kind of things are done to integrate the children into a social setting? Some of them haven't been in this before. They're interacting with a group of people they're going to be interacting with for the entire school year. So what things are done to make it a more smooth process? Within our schools, there's a lot of collaborative work going on. Kids are asked to work in groups, uh, in pairs, to reach out to their peers. There's also a lot of simple negotiation that's done when you're in school. You want the blue marker. Someone else wants the blue marker. How do you make that work? So there, you know, in its simplest form, every interaction in a school is about exchanging and collaborating and thinking about the other person. And lastly, this is a big deal, the change in state law regarding kindergarten starting age. If people in Mansfield, in this case, want more information about this, what can they do? Initially, they should reach out to Kate. (laughs) I'll put her on the spot. But reaching out to their school principal is the best start. I can always be reached, too. I'm easy to find uh, at central office, and uh, if anybody has any questions, many of the incoming or existing pre-K parents have had some involvement with me as well. And that's Dr. Shamim Patwa, Director of Student Support Services with Mansfield Public Schools, joined by Kate McCoy, the principal of the new Mansfield Elementary School. Really good, timely information this morning, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much.